The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 351 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is the magistrate of Caravan City, the big action man, and no longer one half. Of the FWF Tag Team Champions, what? Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, what? What is this about this, bro? What is happening? You're champ forever. What? Happened? I should have been. I you you would think that winning a championship title belt in the realm of professional wrestling means for life. That's it for life, bro. They lied to me. It does not. Apparently, you can lose it. This is bullshit, bro. What happened? I lost. It <laughs> did you? You go down with a? Was it a tough fight? Did you go out swinging? What a man jumped you? on me, Gomez. Oh no! <laughs> a human adult man jumped on me and came down on my highly developed chest and sternum and knocked all the wind out of me, and I could not kick out in time. Are you okay? No. Oh, my pride is hurt. My feelings broken. And then what? I, you know, like I, I've been talking. I've said this is a possibility could be my last match. Right. Yeah. You've mentioned, you know, it. you never know when it's going to be your last match. Not everyone gets to know. You sure. Know? You don't get the privilege of knowing all the time. And I thought yeah, there was a good chance that this could be it. Win or lose. And I lost. And then I had a very nice moment. My friend Brian Myers gave yeah, me a hug. Buddy. That's very nice of him. Congratulated me on a couple of decades in the wrestling business. The Great whole guy. crowd in attendance chanted, thank you, shoes. Thank you, Love shoes. Love it. Love it. And, you know, it was a very nice moment. And then as we were about to walk back through the curtain, this scumbag Brian Myers grabs me by the head and throws me into the goddamn ring post. What the fuck, bro? This is... What is... Bro, this is unacceptable. What, what the fuck? No, it's fucking bullshit. I don't know where this comes from. You know, Brian likes to play this whole good dad thing on fucking social media and stuff. And I've met him, his family. I've played with his kids. And I don't know what I did to him outside of, I don't know, probably being way more popular. Like, I say he's I'm, jealous. I'm he's jealous. jealous. Maybe that's what it is. Like, he could be oh, jealous. My handsome that's... looks. My ability to have a, spe- a spectacular mustache. Your tan. My movie credits. <laughs> it's a lot to be jealous about. I get it. I Sultry told... Stepdad's number 13 was a hit. <laughs> oh, he's feeling threatened, bro. This is... Wow. This is un- un- unbelievable. So I would now... never expect this. I don't think anybody would. I know I didn't. Well, I mean... What, what are you going to do about it, bro? Well... 
I, I almost for a second I just flashed back to the Malenko Jericho feud in my head for some reason and I almost just said home Gene I'm going home and I know nobody is going to get that reference four people would have got it bro you would have popped four like, people our, our friend Dr. Armando sitting at home that going, was one yes! of them that was one of them he was probably waiting for it like oh he's gonna do the Jericho thing I know it <laughs> No, um, listen, if there's an FWF6, I guess it's pretty obvious that this wasn't my last match. Oh, shit. I like to hear that. Mm, all right, Joe. 2023 is the year of J-O-E. <laughs> Every year is the year of Every year! Every year is the year of Greek Joshu's. You deserve it. You earned this. Yo, like, not for nothing, but I fucking do. I put in the legwork. It's a leg business. It's it's a lower body <laughs> business. Oh, man. Oh, uh, Gomez. Mm -hmm. FWF Live 5. Uh, if you guys yes. haven't watched it yet. Where can they see this? Premier Streaming Network. $9.99. You get the whole pay-per-view. Me and Brian way. Myers against VSK and Leo Sparrow. Matt Cardona. Versus um, Phil, I forget Phil's name all of a sudden. Phil the, Cardigan? Phil Cardigan, yes. Okay. Matt Cardona versus Phil Cardigan. <laughs> he drinks coffee. And then when he, he gets. He's great. He's, he's really good. Um, Bryce Donovan versus he's, Cole Cabana. Too. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's for the FWF title. FWF Interstate title. Heath defending against my, uh, my sweet boy, Bobby Orlando. <laughs> that's a good call that's not bad bro it was it was a very good show i'll be honest with you yeah, i've watched it um by the time you guys are hearing this it's been out for a couple days we did a live boozing with the toys with a watch along on tuesday um i watched the show already i'm really happy with the way it turned out i think it's a really solid wrestling card i really do yeah, so sure. hopefully you guys will check it out if you haven't already uh like i said 9.99 can't go wrong no. About two hours, 15 minutes, just about, you know, so it gives That's us like, steal. it's, you know, nice in and out, leave you wanting a little bit more. Always the way it should be beautiful. All right. Well, I'm going to check it out because uh, I got to see this shit. My niece oh. has to watch. She's probably dying to see it. Oh, I didn't. Even yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. She's going to be so upset with turn bro oh my Why god would she do that she's gonna be so upset. she will be upset i would have a watch it let me tell you for you for you guys who have listening and i haven't really been around gomez's daughter too much like in no. person gomez yeah. lives a thousand miles away and to make matters worse once you get to that thousand miles you gotta traipse into the woods it's so another thousand it's miles like going another thousand <laughs> And you can't take motor vehicle transportation there because there's no roads. <laughs> so this little girl only really knows me through seeing me uh, after Gomez and I are done recording the podcast. And she tells me yes. about her day and what's going on in school and, and why she did a project on Taylor Swift instead of her famous uncle. Even though you could have picked any famous person, she chose Taylor Swift over famous uncle Captain Joe Shoes. I don't know why. Bro, <laughs> we have to have a book. This, so this is what we got to do. By the end of this year, we got to have a book about you so that next year when she has to do another project, she could pick you, okay? So, That's what we're going to do. I will put this out there. This is something that is 
I don't want to say it's in the works. It's been pitched and I've kind of started it, but it's, there's a long way to go. Of course. Um, I have been approached about writing a book. Mm, Um, Good book. So it's not, not going to be an autobiography, but like I just, I kind of put a couple ideas together and I have an idea of kind of what I want to do. We'll see what happens with it. If it becomes a reality, I've always really wanted to write a book. I was a journalism major in school and uh, my mom is obviously, my mom was a teacher for 105 years. So academics always play like a big role and I think it would be cool to write a book. So um, we'll see, you know, a little back and forth. We'll see what happens, but I like the idea of being able to hold something that says written by Captain Joe Shoes on it. That'd be very awesome, bro. We would love it. I know, I know the Shoonies would love that. Joe. All the Shoonies. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button, leave a five star review wherever it is that you're listening to it, or if you're watching on YouTube, get down in the comments. Make sure you're telling us what you think, what you like, what you don't like, what you act like, what you taste like, what you like, what you don't like. All that good mm. stuff. Leave a five star review, screenshot it to us at Car Jomez, and if and when you do, we will send you an autograph 8x10 as a token of our appreciation because we do appreciate that. Yes, we do. But, Gomez, we do have a little follow-up from last week. Last week oh. we talked about the transition from HBO Max to Max. Sure. And the time they picked to do it. And we said, you know, they ran two series finales at the same time, which sounded nuts to us. Yes, it did. John Delano reached out. John's been a listener for a long time. And he said, actually, they did three series finales over the same weekend. That's crazy. In addition to Succession and Barry, there was the finale for Somebody Somewhere, which is a show that I don't know. But the finale also this weekend. Pretty crazy. I think also, it's not on HBO, but I also think the the Miss Maisel finale was in the same week, I think, too. It's been a busy week, all these shows wrapping up. Have you ever watched that, The Marvelous Miss Maisel? I have not. I hear great things about it. I just, Amazon is like, I never, it's very rare if I'm on Amazon, you know, like I really got to be needed something to be on there. It's never a, hey, what's on Amazon? Yeah, outside of, like something destination viewing, like when air went up, I was like, oh, I got to go to Amazon to yes, watch I air. keep forgetting about that. I got to watch that. I, I am interested in that one. You know, or when um, when I got into the boys, enough people finally got yes. me to say, hey, you got to go watch the boys. So I did. But other than that, I don't really go to Amazon. You know, this uh, the succession uh, series finale. Do you know how many people watch this? Do you know what the ratings are for this? What do you think? Yeah, probably. Uh, watch this. Let's see. Oh, you got to have the subscribers. Is this counting regular like HBO on cable? I'm not sure. I think so. I think it's anyone who watched it. All right. So we'll say like, uh, I don't know, 50, 55 people. 2.9 million. And it's a, it's like a high point for this show. Isn't that crazy? The show that's supposed to be the hot show that everyone loves. 2.9 million. That's like nothing compared but to it, some of these other shows. To me, it sounds like a lot, though. Yeah, because I think your your highest rated shows on TV now are like don't even million. do a million. No, I think these some of these shows, these CBS shows, I still think but this are, is a cable show. Like at, at best, it's a cable show, and at best, it's a premium channel cable show. But this is supposed to be like 
the fucking show. You know what I mean? Like this is supposed to be the hot shit. I like, figured what I want at least five million people. So, like, bro. You can't compare this to I don't know Big Bang Theory at its apex, sure. you know, or Friends no. at its apex, or Seinfeld at its apex. To me, you got like what was Sopranos doing in season two? Like I don't know what kind of ratings it's got, but you're talking. Number one, it's a cable show. Number two, it's a premium channel show. How many people are really watching? I mean, 2.9 million on a streaming service sounds pretty good to me. So I looked real fast. I just did a quick little search here for CBS ratings. And so the number one show is Young Sheldon. And it says okay. here it gets about 7 million uh, viewers a week. So I guess then 2.9 is so bad great then. for a cable. But the thing is, I remember like Last of Us. Like, wasn't that getting like nine, ten? No. Like, wasn't that no? Crazy? No way, no way. I gotta see that because, like, I just that's why in my head. I mean, maybe I'm like way. Because <laughs> you gotta think like I, like AEW is like the highest rated cable show on a Wednesday it night, is, yes, and it's doing it like eight hundred thousand. That's true. That's true, man. I guess. This is why they call me the nobleman of numbers. <laughs> the nobleman of numbers. They say this. Oh no! Look at this, bro. I'm I'm right. S the season finale of Last of Us did eight point two million. So that's a lot more than Succession, which is supposed well, to be. That's more than Young time. Sheldon. That is more than Young Sheldon. That's what I'm saying. This was a fucking hit. This Last of Us, bro. That's crazy. But that was on HBO as well, right? Yes, that's why. That's why I'm comparing it. Yeah, that's I, no, that's a very, no, this makes no fair, sense. A hundred percent fair comparison. I just, I don't know. It's like, so crazy. I don't know. I, I gotta look into this because I gotta see what other shows, like what's American Idol doing, something like, like that. My like, question is: is is the two point nine million exclusively live on HBO? Is that including streaming? Is that like? I don't, I don't know how we calculate ratings anymore because how many people actually watch live television at this point? I, I think they do factor in like DVR and stuff, but I'm not. I got to look. So I'll have, I'll have a follow-up next week. We'll get to the no, bottom. That, that's a, I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah, no, because I, I had saw that the other day and I was like, two point, I got to see. This is crazy. 2.9. Right. One last piece of follow-up, Gomez. Last Ooh. week I mentioned some Super 7 toys that oh, I may yes. or may not be getting. The day after we finish recording, oh, you got it. Wave one of Silverhawks shows it. up on my doorstep. Ooh. I opened them up. I posted some pictures on my Instagram at the Joe Shoes. If you want to check them out, maybe Gomez could put them on the screen here if you're watching on it. YouTube because he does that stuff. And the thing is, look, uh -huh. and you were a Silverhawks kid too, right? Yeah, I love Silverhawks. That was my shit. Silverhawks is a very niche show. Yes. It was popular. But it never like reached that level where it like just overtook everything. It was in the aftermath of Thundercats. Actually, takes place in the same universe as Thundercats, but it never was like so so popular. I liked it no. as a kid. I was really into it. I felt like none of my friends were into it. Like it was just like I liked it. I had the toys, and none of no one I knew was like the fuck. We play with Voltron. We don't play with yeah, that shit. It was like my like my childhood. People loved He Man. People loved wrestling. People loved. Uh, G.I. Joe, uh, Power Rangers, you know, like Turtles, like those are the big things. Thundercats to a lesser extent, and then Silverhawks yeah. even lower even than lesser. that. Yes. Um, these figures are cool. 
They're good, especially the bad guys I got, Monstar and yeah, Buzzsaw. The They're huge. Those oh, yeah. bad guy figures are enormous. Like, oh, geez. enormous. Like, you'll see the size difference. in. That's why I posted the picture the way I did, so you can see the size difference in how big the, the heels are compared to the baby faces. There's just something about them where I like them. I don't know if I $55 a figure like them, though. That's interesting. Why Why would these, what, you think, like, they didn't put the love like they do with something so, else? We came from a time where the original figures had, like, the vac metal suits. They, yes. That, you know, yeah. Shiny. These don't. And I understand mm. the cost process of doing that kind of stuff, but oh, yeah. they feel just so, like, drab. Okay, I you can know, get that. Silverhawks were shiny, you know, partly metal, partly real. Silverhawks, like, and and here they just feel kind of, kind of drab. They like they're missing that little extra something to put them over the top. And I don't know if it's just the vac metal. Um, there are little instances where the paint is like, it's just too flat. It's just too flat for mm, me. I don't like that. So I like them. I don't know if I'm going to go any further with this line oh, outside of what I already have. That's if, interesting. If things start popping up on clearance, maybe, but like Big Bad Toy Store or Entertainment Earth, maybe I'll dive in and grab something. But I don't think I'll be grabbing any more at full price. That's wow. That's crazy. I uh, wow. I was expecting you to be like, oh, look at this. This is the hot shit. Look at yeah, this. I, I believe me, I wish it was. You know, I wish I was fired up for this. And and the it's not like the resale on this is going to be through the moon. Like we said, this is a very niche item. So the people who want them are getting them. You know what I mean? It's not like there's yeah. going to be a lot of FOMO from people going forward where it's like, oh man, I missed that on those silver hawks. There's no new silver hawk show coming out that's going to get no. people hyped. Supposedly there was supposed to be. Uh the company that does the toys that made us and all those shows, the company behind there supposedly had owned the rights to doing a new show with super seven, but apparently that's hung up now in court debating over who has the rights and whatnot. So who knows if a new silver Hawks will, will ever see the light of day. That's interesting. I wonder. Yeah. But see, that shows you that, you know, silver Hawks is on that bottom bottom tier that they haven't gotten a, a reboot everything else is getting reboots well you know it was supposed to get a reboot about a decade ago uh had the thundercats reboot been successful but oh, when that good. wasn't said they had already teased monstar in one of the thundercats episodes really yeah and then when thundercats got canceled silverhawks went out the window with it i get that okay mm. which makes sense Makes sense. I get it. Like I said, I, I loved it, but I always felt, and even like when we talk about shows and stuff we watch, Silver Hawks is always something I forget. And go, oh yeah, that's right. I love Silver. It's always something I forget about. So yeah, that's uh, sad. Last week we talked about Fubar Gomez with our double yeah. main man Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, we did, baby. And I thought it was only fair that to give equal time to our man Stallone. <laughs> And I, I didn't it. go and watch this show with his daughters, but I, oh, went, on, no. okay. <laughs> I went on Paramount Plus. I checked out a show that came out in November called Tulsa King. It's on Paramount oh, Plus, nine yes. episodes. They're about 40 minutes each. He plays a 
mafia guy getting out of prison after 25 years, never opened his mouth, expects to be like, welcome home. They're going to, you know, kill the fatted calf for him. Instead, they're like, yeah, you don't really have a place here no more. We're sending you out to Tulsa. (laughs) So he goes out to Tulsa and begins his new mob boss life out there where like within eight minutes of being in Tulsa, he's already like, ransacking stores and stuff to build his like little empire out there. Ooh. I got to tell you, a, a couple people recommended the show to me over the weekend. I said, I'll ah, check it out. I had a little bit of time. I got hooked. I watched oh, all shit. nine episodes. Love The show is awesome. They did it weekly too on Paramount plus. So it wasn't a binge show as it was coming out. Uh, season two is actually in the works. I suppose. I, oh, I, that's good. I guess it's coming out similar time this year. Yeah, but I'm all about it. This show is oh. really good, man. I haven't heard a lot of talk about it, but when I hear people talk about it, I hear them say good things. They usually say how good it is. Like, oh, this is a good show. No one's talking. It's usually the no one's talking about it. You know, not the level of comedy as Fubar. Fubar is a lot more lighthearted. This I got sure. a more a, a serious tone, not like hardcore drama and stuff. But it is a mafia boss, you know, coming here yeah. and redoing his whole thing. So it's a, you know, and there's, you know, some violence and death and stuff like oh, that. Oh, my. Yeah, we're not used to that stuff. <laughs> that's good. That, that's definitely something that I've been uh, circling, but I never, it's that Paramount, right? Who watches Paramount? We don't really. I went through Paramount this weekend, and I got to tell you, there's really not a lot there. It's basically if you if you your kid has Nickelodeon. If your kid wants the cartoons and whatever, yeah, yeah. that stuff there. Even I had to create a profile, and it's like uh-huh. you have to select three shows. So oh, we yeah. can give you suggestions. I had a hard time finding three shows. I'm trying to think. Paramount. I don't even know. I put I Tulsa there. King because that's what I was there to Big watch. Master, I guess. Is that I on put, there? I put Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah. Beavis and Butthead. That's okay. Yeah. And then I put the, Daria. But those, like, that uh, was it. There's a season two of the Beavis and Butthead show had come out, I think, a couple weeks ago. I do not hear anyone talking about Beavis and Butthead whatsoever. But. It's the same thing as Tulsa King. Same thing, but when people talk about it, they talk about it, it's good, and I've watched season one, and I thought it was really good. It was really good. If you like Beavis and Butthead, I think you would like like you would like this. It's Beavis and Butthead, you know? I I like the movie when we will And the movie, we like the movie, yeah. The, mo- but the movie was enough for me, though. You, I get it. You gave me Beavis and Butthead after all these years. They hit all the tropes, all the lines, all the, you know, the Beavis and Butthead trademark high spots. And I went and I was like, I'm good. I don't need to seek out new Beavis and Butthead. Are you excited for a, a King of the Hill reboot? Or they're bringing back Futurama. It's coming back no. for the 400th time. I don't understand how Futurama has this cat's lives of crazy, right? reincarnations. I love the show, but I don't and get Listen, it. I like, love it. I... And it's been good. Like whenever they bring it back, you do get good episodes, but sure. Like how many times we want to keep going to this well? Like there's no, no nothing new. We, even King of the Hill. King of the Hill is one of those shows where I don't I didn't appreciate it enough as it was happening. Sure, I get it. So now when I go back to watch it because the whole series is on King uh, on Hulu, I love it, and it, so much of it feels like I'm almost watching it for the first time too. Sure. Yeah, because you know, and plus if you missed an episode, like there's probably so many episodes. Yeah. yeah. So I just like I love it, but I'm not necessarily looking forward to 
Hank Hill in 2023. I was good with Hank Hill in 1999. Yeah, it's true. Uh, They just, you know, everything's got to come back. We just have to, (laughs) has to come back, whether we want it or not, baby. I can't imagine. Uh, I have a follow-up from last week. Oh, boy. Last week, I complained. Oh, you really complained. I just, you know, I said that. It sounded like uh, complaining. (laughs) I had mentioned that, uh, you know, 2023 horror, I haven't been feeling nothing. Like, nothing's been grabbing me. Uh, We had someone on, I think, uh, YouTube suggest a movie, uh, Bloody Hell. Uh, thank you, sir. I have seen this movie. because Oh, came that out was, couple- uh, I believe, our double main man, Mr. Stay Puffed. Oh, okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, he's al- always up in the, the Twitch channel. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I seen the movie. came out a couple years ago. I was specifically talking about... 2023, like within the past like couple months, like you know, the last year, year before, lots of good stuff. Um, so on Friday, I said, you know, I got some time, I'm doing nothing. Let me fire up the old shutter app. Let's see what's going on. And they usually drop new stuff like every every week. There's some new movies on there. And uh the first thing that popped up was this movie called Influencer. So I said, All right, let me check this out. Is it about me? I, it should be. I think so. It should it should be. Um I really like this movie. Uh, I would describe it. It's I can't really I can't really talk about it too much because it's very twisty. I will say it's like got like a a single white female vibe. Like it's kind of one of those movies where like obsession and trying to take over someone. I'll say like yeah. that without giving too much. But there's a twist in the beginning that's wild. Right? It's like oh okay, what the twist? Because you're expecting it to go one way and then it goes whoa and like okay. And then it does the stuff you kind but in of a good way in. or like in a Vince Russo. Way? No, in a in a good way. Okay. It's one of these movies where uh, you don't get the title card for like you know thirty minutes. Like this shit is happening, so you get like a whole setup to a movie, and then something drastic happens, and you're like, oh, so I guess the movie's not going to be about this. It's going to be about something else. You know, it's one mm-hmm. of those movies. So I recommend it. Uh, just came out last week. Uh, Influencer. Check it out on the Shutter app. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you found a little something. Yes. I checked out something this week. Over on Ooh. Vice, Gomez. Series oh. premiere. Dark Side of the Ring. Chris Candido and Tammy Sitch. Oh, you've been waiting for this one. I, You know, I don't know how I felt about this because I know both people. Sure. And when I first broke into wrestling, Chris Candido was the most welcoming nicest person that I could have ever hoped to meet. Chris didn't care who you were, where you were from, whatever. Like he just loved wrestling. And if you wanted to talk about wrestling, Chris would sit there and just talk about wrestling. And at the time I met him, he was just recently out of rehab. And there was so much he wasn't clued into. So like he wasn't aware that Noah had started in Japan at that point. So I remember like talking with him and me, you know, in a group of people, not just like one-on-one, like in the corner, but like in a group of people where he was like, wait a minute, what? There's a third company? Like, and (laughs) just like he would get excited about stuff or when he would talk about matches or stuff that he was watching that he liked, man, he would get so fired up. He just loved wrestling. I don't know if I've ever met anyone who, and, and they say this in this show as well is like that's what everyone keeps harping on is like how much chris loved the wrestling and it's 100 true tammy on the other hand 
I know what she's done. I know what kind of person she is. In my dealings with her, Tammy's always been okay. Sure. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and make it out like we're good friends. We're we're not. Uh, it's not like we ever like texted or talked on the phone, whatever. But like, there was a point in time where she definitely knew me, and I definitely knew her, and we were always cordial and polite and whatever. She never did nothing to me. She never motherfucked sure. me. Like, but watching this is tough, man, because you just wonder what could have Chris's life been had he not gotten messed up with her and not only that with everything that he had gone through and i remember saying this at the time it was like 2003 when he died um to come back from everything that he had come back from and now he's in ring shape he's in tna he's getting a good run he's getting over he's having good matches again he looks like chris candido and to die the way that he died. Bro, you talking about right now, I totally forgot how he died, right? He broke his leg, right? He, he broke his leg and then flew. And when he got a I, blood clot. Wow, I totally just remembered that. I was like, oh my God, that's right. He died like some crazy ass way. So he was doing one of those six sides of steel matches. Yeah, I remember. He took a drop kick or something. And when he went to bump, there was a cameraman in yeah. the ring. So he tried to avoid the cameraman, got his leg caught under and broke his like shin. And they had to have surgery to repair it. And he flew home and he, a blood clot went up into his lungs and, and that was it. And to think that that's that's the way he died is so depressing when he dealt with all, I mean, there was a time I remember he was going to him and Tammy were going on a tour of Puerto Rico at one point. And this is maybe not even a year before his actual death. Um, after a show in Queens, there was a group of people, including named people who were definitely friends with Candido. We went to the diner down the block from the Elks Lodge, and we're sitting there, and we're going, there's no way Chris comes home out of a box. Like, he's going to go to Puerto Rico, and he's not coming home. That was, you know, yeah, he was on... It's sad to say, but he was on everybody's list. You know, like your your bingo card. Chris Candido was the head of everyone's bingo card at the time. And when he came back, people were so genuinely happy for him because he was such a good guy. And then just to, to go through all that and die in that fucking stupid of a way is just fucking horrible, man. And I'm glad this exists just because Chris has been dead like going on 20 years. 20, that's insane. Like you said that 2000. I'm like, wow, it's been 20 years. That's and you crazy. think about that, and it's like there's a whole generation of people who didn't know Chris Candido, who never saw Chris Candido, who never met Chris Candido, oh, never, you know, and you think about the way the business is now, and they say it in the documentary, Chris would be like, had he come around now, he'd be a huge star. Smaller guy who could do what he do with that charisma. He'd be a major star. And timing is everything, you know, in, in anything, not just wrestling, but in life. Timing is everything. So it's one of those things where you can't get too upset about when you were born. I mean, believe me, I think I was born 10 years too late in a lot of ways. Uh, if I if I had been born in 71 instead of 81, I probably would have been really fucking cool, you know, living my teen years in the 80s, going out. <laughs> You know, Studio 54 at the tail end, the limelight, the glitz, the lights. I would have been all about that stuff. Uh-oh. But I digress. 
<laughs> but the business would still have a place for a Chris Candido today, yes. whether it's a coach running his own school. There's so many things now that guys of yesteryear didn't have the opportunity to do just because the opportunities didn't exist. So when they were done, when the business was done with them, there was nothing for them to do. And that's why you have so many of these older guys who are on hard times or whatever, but you know, the ability to have a school, to have a training center, to do a podcast, to do some kind of interview show. There's all these people that, you know, there are all these roads out there that are open for, possibilities and opportunities and candido could be such a huge part of the business even still today had he still been here wow that's crazy um how uh how long is that this is our episode i never yeah, watched yeah, the yeah. dog they do our episode uh, so really it really if you're watching like now it's what 40 minutes or 44 yeah, so minutes because of the, the commercials. commercials yeah I should check that out because I do like Chris Candino and I just totally forgot all about that. So I'm like, and oh, I think Candido is even more appreciated today by people within the business. I can see that. Sure. When people go back and watch, they do see that style. They that appreciate it. Yeah, like, wow. Yeah. Look at this. Wow. Oh, shit. He was doing this. Yeah. 100%. He was crazy over. I know he had Sonny with him, but, you know, he did a lot of that. He did that himself too. He, you, know. you know, and give Sonny her credit. She was. Oh, she was one the, of the biggest, biggest star. stars in the business, like yeah, at one point. Of course, hell yeah. She just didn't last long. Crazy. No, and, and then Sable came and kind of blew her out of the water, right? Yes, Grandma Sable did come and uh, kind of cornered that market for a while. There. Yeah, crazy Sable. My goodness. All right. What uh? What's the next episode? Do they tell you what's coming up on the season here? Is this you know what? Good stuff? I, I'm sure they did. I don't know though. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Because sometimes I feel like uh, I know some this, of the stories. There was going to be a Bam Bam Bigelow episode. There was going to be. Um, they did announce what the topics were. It's a going just... to clown episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magnum TA, Adrian Adonis, Junkyard Dog, Bam Bam Bigelow, Abdullah the Butcher, a butcher, the Graham family. Uh, Marty Janetti <laughs> and WCW Bash at the Beach 2000. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the season finale is the Marty Janetti episode. It's got to be a banger if they're saving <laughs> it for last. <laughs> it's got to be. I'll be watching that one for sure. <laughs> oh, I think that Bash at the Beach, that's that stupid. Uh, that's the, the Jared Hogan, Hogan. The Hogan Jared thing, right? Mm-hmm. The lay down bullshit. Oh, I'd be interested to see how they what they spin that story there. All right, we'll be checking out. I'll check out a couple of those. Not everybody, like Magnum TA. You care about that? Like you know, like I don't. I would watch it just because, like Magnum was so over in the mid '80s, was definitely going to become NWA champion, and had his car accident and then never walked again. So. I mean, that's pretty much the story. I don't know how much further into the story you want to get. Unless Dusty Rhodes is out there, like, cutting his fucking brake lines before he (laughs) fires up the engine. Um, But, you know, I mean, as someone who didn't grow up on NWA, I'm sure it'll be interesting. All right. Well, we'll check back in later on in the season, see see what we're feeling. Uh, speaking of interesting Gomez, Ooh, something baby. that we've been talking about, brought it up a couple weeks ago, finally aired two parts on ESPN, 30 for 30, the American Gladiators 
Documentary. Baby. Yes, sir. Two parts. I like that they did two parts because, like you had mentioned before, they played it up as a, it's a documentary about the gladiators, but then something else happened. So I like that you got, a, in the first part, you got mostly American gladiator stuff, and then they saved the other stuff for part two. So I appreciate that. Because I was nervous, because I want a documentary about American gladiators. That's what I want to know. So right off the bat, this starts with this guy, Johnny Ferraro. Yeah. And I was, that's what the, I don't, I don't, I didn't like that part where they were like, we're doing a documentary, but we're going to show you how we do certain things. It's like, just do the documentary. I don't need that. I shit. know. That shit. And this guy claims to have created American Gladiators. Anytime they ask him a question about it, he evades it. Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk. About I, don't wanna, I don't want to talk about oh, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> oh, are you going to tell the real story? Well, what's the real story? Well, the real story is my story. Like, <laughs> so right off the bat, I'm, I'm like, what are we fucking doing here? This guy has the look of like your used car salesman. Elvis, Elvis impersonator. I know he's an Elvis impersonator <laughs> or something. But Still you looks look at it this to this guy. Day. You look at this guy and you're like, he definitely fucked over someone. Oh, he's got sleaze ball written all Re- over oh, him, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to we got to basically build the foundation of this story with him because he's the guy whose name is on everything. So you're like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And it's okay. It starts a little slow. Then we get into the stuff with the actual gladiators themselves. Yeah. And then they're like Nitro didn't want to be involved. Zap didn't want to be involved. Like basically all the biggest name the big names, yeah. didn't want to be involved. So what does that tell you as well? Cuz now I'm like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Cuz we yeah. get Malibu and Listen, what a sweetheart of a man, Malibu. Malibu's great. It's great. <laughs> and when they show the highlights, like, what incredible hair Oof, that, that man hair had in his prime. So good. Like, just absolutely incredible. But he seems like such a genuine, like, down-to-earth, easygoing, nice gentleman, right? Seems like such a nice guy. And we get a couple other, but they're, like, very low-level gladiators, where even I'm... Me and you said we love American gladiators, and I'm sitting there going, I barely remember this fucking woman. Like, what are, what are we doing here? And finally, we get into the stuff, the, the sleaze, right? That's the kind of yeah. stuff we want. We want that filthy underbelly of the American gladiators. Oh boy, it what was they were there. putting the gladiators through. Oh, we got to film six shows in a weekend, and people are hurt, but they don't want to lose their spot. The doctor's coming out, and he's like, oh, these people are more fucked up than football players. Oh, they're having orgies. Oh, they're on pills. They're on steroids. And I'm like, here we fucking go. Here we go. And then they leave you on a cliffhanger in part one. And you're just sitting there going, what the fuck? fuck." Like, we we just had a bit of that goodness. They leave you on the cliffhanger. So now I'm hyped for part two. And part two is supposed to be like the showdown, right? Johnny Ferraro and the who the man he fucked over, Dan Carr. And Gomez, what a fucking letdown part two was. And it's I a lot know, of nothing. I don't know if you agree with this or not. It was a lot of nothing in part two. It was a whole fucking worthless episode because yeah. they build up this whole thing about, oh, do you know who Dan Carr is? He's a local legend in Erie, Pennsylvania. He's this. He did that. Yeah. He, they build him up to where he's like fucking Paul Bunyan. 
and no one can find him and he doesn't want to talk and Johnny Ferraro earns his life right so he's not even allowed to do interviews that so was interesting like I'm like what the fuck you're sitting there going, like what the fuck is life rights and then like they just show up at his doorstep and they're like are you Dan Carr and he's like yep like you want to talk about American Gladiators he's like Man, I've been sitting here for years waiting for someone to answer. I've been waiting, <laughs> just sitting by his door. Is today going to be the day? It's been eighty-two <laughs> years. Like, and that's the episode. It's like, oh, so did did Johnny Farrell fuck you? He's like, eh, I guess so a little bit, but like, we're good now. Okay, and uh, <laughs> anything else? Nah, you know, I just I kind of created it, but we're good. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you made me wait an extra day for this. You could have just taken an extra 15 minutes. It's not like he is. What are you going to run to fucking baseball tonight quicker instead of just spend an extra 10 minutes on this? Uh... <laughs> Cripes on Friday. What are we doing here? Because, you know, I we grew up watching American Gladiators, right? We don't really think about it as adults. But then when you watch this documentary, you go, yeah, like this is a crazy ass show that they they put on here. Yeah. Like they went through some shit. Like when you really think about it, it's like, wow, they were punishing. Like this is some crazy shit they did. You know what I started thinking about watching the highlights that they're showing. At the time, you don't think about it. like you said, you're a kid, yeah. you're watching. It's tackle football. We, you know, yeah, we watch wrestling. This is like, awesome. It's think like, about the way we think about football on astroturf nowadays. Yeah, like oh they my god, they, they did, and you're watching body. them do this in a sound studio with what appears to be nothing more than just like nothing. a carpet thrown over it, <laughs> nothing, and like getting bro. slammed to the floor during rounds of Powerball. It's so crazy. Like they They're showed like... the one thing where it was like the human cannonball, or whatever, and the the girl's knees came up so high, yes, crashed into her nose, nose, and yep. she lost her modeling contract because it's of that. Crazy. And these guys, bro. They were getting paid twenty five thousand a year. That is just insane, I bro. Didn't see a penny of merch. Didn't Fucking see a penny toys, of toys, oh, lunchboxes, clothes. And then Johnny Ferraro sitting there is like, they agreed to the deal, didn't they? I say honor the deal. You made a deal. Well, like dude, that stuff didn't exist. This is a new wave of income. Like, yeah, who expected American Gladiator toys? Like, well, hello. Oh, scumbag. <laughs> all but in that, all, listen, I, I, like, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it makes me more interested in, right, there's a Netflix one coming out, And that's out, right? exactly what I was going to say. Right, so that'll probably be more straightforward. So in a couple of weeks, this one on Netflix is going to drop. And I, I don't know how many parts this is going to be or if it's just yeah. one part or anything. But I hope they got Nitro. I hope they got Zap. I hope they, you know, like. I wonder. I, I want to see what it was like for the top guys in that company, you know, to go around, to do those tours, to do those show. I thought it was very interesting when they talked about doing the, like the medieval times type of dinner shows in Orlando that they were like a residency at. It's so crazy. Like uh, we had a Jeff Manalia who we had on a couple weeks ago for our Tron episode. He listens every week. He went to that. He brought it up. Yeah. It's crazy. And (laughs) I saw pictures he posted where he's got like the program or the calendar That's or whatever so cool. signed by all the gladiators who were there and stuff. So oh. I thought that was really cool. That like that's the kind of stuff I want to hear more about. I don't just look the business side of it. This guy being a scumbag, I understand that's an integral part of the story. But I want to hear from the gladiators and I want to hear from the top gladiators. Not fucking this guy who was an alternate 
for the whole time never made it onto TV. Yeah. Michael Hearn. Like, why? What the fuck are we doing, Michael Hearn? <laughs> oh, one of them wrote a book. I got to look Nitro. into that. I yes, downloaded I'm a, it. Yeah, I, I'm going to check Kindle, it out. So also, I'm, yeah. I'm going to read it. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I got to see this book now. Because they, they do little ex- excerpts from it, you know, little audio sections. So that's good. I found this so interesting uh, how the show came about both times because of a writer's strike. Writer's strike. That's insane. So guess what's coming back, fam? Bro, here we go. This is a moment. Like, that's so funny that a fucking documentary comes out as there's a writer's strike, which is not doing good, Joe. This writer's strike is not doing good, bro. We are going to be struggling. At the end of the year, we're going to be like, let's watch this old. Everything's going to be old. So the wheel is going to be working overtime for the rest of this year. It is going to be bad. My goodness. But that was real interesting. I couldn't believe that. So, uh. I wouldn't say like I uh, I love this ending, but I thought it was interesting because I haven't thought of American Gladiator. So it was cool to be like, oh, this is awesome to see like some American Gladiator shit. And you know what? It also made me realize how much the reboot sucked. Sure. When they talk about why it sucked, I'm like, yeah, I got that. It makes all the sense in the world. Like I was excited for it because sure. I liked American Gladiators. You and love I just American, wanted Gladiators. American Gladiators content. But like looking back and can you bring back American Gladiators? I don't think you can. I mean, right? They kind of do these shows, right? There's like stuff on Netflix. It's kind of like, like there's like American Ninja Warrior. It's like stuff like, like that. Yeah, like they but do some will like ever be co- like as no, unbridled, never, high no. impact. Like no, you know, they use the word impact television, right? Yes, they said like, they wanted more, more, more. <laughs> I don't, and and that's what it was. Like you're watching these guys. Oh, we love know, when someone got like, trucked in the Powerball. I was gonna say the. They used to say uh, on ESPN football, but they'd be like, you got jacked You up. got jacked up. And they show motherfuckers dead on the floor. And they'd be like, oh, you know what? Concussions are a thing now. Maybe let's not celebrate this. Oh, yeah. So they I don't know if you can do American Gladiators in a true no, it would, sense no, anymore. It wouldn't be. It'd be more obstacle-based. Once in a while, they do something physical. But even that, it'd be... You know, wear a sumo suit, like something stupid. Yeah. Like, it, ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be nothing crazy. Oh goodness! I, I would give it. I would say a triple main man. I was entertained yeah, I enough. I, this the part two really was disappointing. Very big letdown for me. I totally get that. It's 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 a lot of nothing. It's it's who is this guy? Hey, you ever heard of this guy? Hey, you ever heard of this guy? And people people did hear of him. So yeah. like people did like people were like yeah I know that motherfucker. And this guy's like, oh, best. <laughs> He's just so angry. You know this guy. You don't know me. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's about two and a half, three. It's fine. I think if you like American Gladiators, you should you should check this out. I, don't, I guess you can in, only see it on the app, right? Because I don't know it's on when ESPN they show this Plus. shit. Yeah. So you can go. Uh, it got added to ESPN Plus literally immediately after the original airing on ESPN. Yeah. So... If you have an ESPN Plus account, log in. You got that bundle with Disney Plus and, and Hulu. Great deal. Log right in, folks. Log Same right in. <laughs> yes. Oh, baby. Mm. There was something else we watched this week, Joe. One more show we watched. Yeah, a big finale. Another finale. One we cared about. We didn't care about those other ones. This is what we care about. Yeah. Ted Lasso, season three, all wrapped up. Oh, baby. Was this a 12-episode season, 11 episodes? I believe this was 12 episodes. 12 episodes. 
Like I complain, all these episodes are an hour long. It took a while to catch or up. Longer, all longer. Like that's what I'm saying. It's I get they they got a story to tell and wrap up, but this used to be my quick pop in show. But that's the problem is they used to have a story to tell, and in season three, they didn't have a story to tell. They like had 46. 23 stories to tell. Yes, it's true. And they had a lot of stuff to to wrap every, up there. All these characters kind of went off in their own directions. And we talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago where I was still enjoying the show, but not to the extent that I enjoyed the first two seasons. And come the final episode, listen, did I enjoy it at the end? Yes. Did I have some feelings at the end? Yes. Am I sad to see these characters go? Yes. Am I necessarily happy with the ending of the show? And what they gave us in this final season, I really don't know that I am. But here's my thing: with a show like this, what what are we expecting from a series finale? You know what I mean? Like, what exactly do we want Ted Lasso to end up being? And that's my my problem is not what they did with Ted, because I felt like Ted was barely in this show this season. No, it, yes, he was just like a sad character. Yeah, he became a side character, and we went off on all these adventures or misadventures with side characters. And, like, one thing I really hated was Nate. We took Nate's storyline, and I absolutely detested it. Well, so, I hated, uh, I hated from the from season two how if Nate has to leave, he has to be this villain. Like, I hate that they had to, like, play up the villain. Yeah. But but then, like, and then they, they slowed it down, and then they do, like, such a, a course correction to, like, told, it's like, it was a little much. And not only that, he goes to this other team, becomes like their Pat Riley, right? All of a sudden, he's dapper on the sidelines when he's this huge fucking nerd. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's Pat Riley of soccer, of British soccer. And he's a complete dickhead, an asshole, and up and quits in the middle of the season. He has a contract. He can't just go work for another team. Like, <laughs> it's not how sports work. And this whole idea that, oh, he's got this uh, this girlfriend who's, uh, bro, like the whole the whole thing was pointless. And then we got to like retcon Nate to be like, oh, you know, he's just our lovable fucking yeah. underwear washer know. guy. Yeah. Like, like, what are we do? Like that whole thing could have been completely, completely cut out. No one would have missed it. Like, and we complained about Zava in the beginning. Zava is the star player who comes in. Once he left, I felt the show picked up. Because I think he was that there as like the a MacGuffin. Season. He's the MacGuffin yes. to get you to the point where now Roy and Jamie Tart can become yeah. friendly and, and start you know repairing their relationship. And it brings this it brings the team down, you get to, to to build them back up. So like I get it, but yeah, once he left, I felt the back half of the season, like six, six through whatever. I really enjoyed it. Like I was, I got into it again. Like spending time with these characters, mm-hmm. and uh, I was happy with how it ended. Like I said, I don't know exactly how I want a a comedy show about a soccer team to end. Like I don't give a fuck if they win the championship, don't win it. Like that doesn't really, that doesn't matter. You know, uh, all the little detours that the guys took, all ended up kind of. You know, just everyone gets their happy ending, and they get yes, they give you the Guardians of the ending. Galaxy ending. With the yes. same song from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's funny. <laughs> Even song. And 
you just look at that and you go, I'm I'm okay with this. I don't necessarily know that I love it, but I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with Ted going home and being with his son. Um, I have real issues with his ex-wife dating their marriage counselor. Very I mean, unethical. The it's ethical unethical. violations. It's on, very terrible. Like, just did is this the kind of show that needed to go there? For well, I mean, was, you know, for he was going was, through a divorce, so. But, but for something that was like not even necessary in the storyline, like she could have dated anyone. Sure. Did it need to be their marriage counselor? Maybe something happened. That's what I'm saying. He was going to divorce at the same time as that season. So maybe we got some stuff in there that, uh, you know, happened to him or something. <laughs> uh, so we talked about uh, when we mentioned Ted Lasso last time, we talked about how Roy Kent is, you know, he's 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 up there for us in, in TV characters, yeah. right? And uh, love him. And we brought up Ron Swanson. If you have to pick a third person to be on that list of your of, of favorite current, nothing in the past, you know. Ooh, current? Like you current like for us, you know, two thousand on, like nothing like you okay. know, back in the day. Stuff that like, we grew up watching. I, I you know, Michael was, Scott, something I was like say, that. T- for me, like Al Bundy is up there. Sure. Uh Castle up there. Castle like, uh, <laughs> Castle like, works. So like who who could hang out with Roy Kent? And Ron Swanson, sure. I would like Castle to go with them and have dinner and maybe write about it. <laughs> so when I the first name that comes to me when I think of like my favorite uh, characters would be in that group would be I think Jack Donaghy from Thirty Rock. I just oh, okay. I love that. I don't know. He's the first like when I'm like who who would I like a top three four five like who would be in that list? I think he's definitely up there. Other people I'm not so sure. I'm trying to think like who else. What I put in that pedestal? I would Roy love Kent to is high on that list now because I'm picturing them all having dinner, like well, having table, dinner. Table having dinner three. changes things. Although T- table Jack Donaghy with Jack Donaghy, I was just gonna say debating republicanism <laughs> against libertarianism. That wouldn't be bad. And just Roy Kent just mm, oh, in the corner. Fucking cunts. What is this fucking? Can we just fucking eat now? <laughs> you know, I, I will say I did pop. Uh, for Roy Kent wanting to be a diamond dog at the end. Yes, of it. it's great. Well, I I had no problems with Roy Kent. Roy Kent is anytime he's on my screen, I was I loving every second of it. He's the best. <laughs> I'm still like from now on, I'm gonna walk around just going whistle. It's the best. I, I, I love it. I love it. They did it one last. Can we get one last time, Roy? Bring him in. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, what did you think of the so long farewell? It was cute. I get it, you know it's not my thing, but I get I get the the point of it. Uh, let me think. Real f- one of my highlights of the season, Evil Danny Rojas was oh my amazing, <laughs> so fucking good. That might have been my favorite part of the whole. Season. I love Zorro changing his name to yes. Van Dam, and then Danny Rojas gives him the mask at the end. Yes. So now he's not he's back, back to, to Zorro. Zorro. He's Zorro. Zorro. Oh, the man! <laughs> it's good. So, like I said, I, at the at the end, when it comes, to, I, even though I was uneven about it, at the end, 
Yeah, I love me some Ted Lasso. Yeah, I at the end of the day, I still enjoyed it. It was a nice way to say goodbye to the characters. And listen, did I tear up at the end watching everyone go their separate sure. ways? One hundred percent. Did I tear up when everybody broke out their little piece of the believe sign at the end? Great, great scene. And then they didn't know how to put it together. Yes. And then, <laughs> then they finally get it right. Great. Yes, a hundred percent. That that even Jamie Tart, who was such a fucking scumbag, at everybody the got their of this moment. Series, yeah. And like he has this whole redemption arc, and you're like, yeah. fuck yeah, good for you, Jamie Tart. It's poopy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, would you want to see like a uh, no. a spinoff? No, nothing. No, you don't want any of these characters again. You good? No, I'm done. Okay. I I could see where they could go. Where I guess they kind of leave it open at the end, where um, Keely is pitching pitching all her ideas to. Uh, Rebecca at the end, I guess they could make one with like the women's soccer team she wants to do. Sure, right? they, like, could they could do, do a woman. Yeah. They could go that way, I think would be kind of an easy way to go to where it's a spinoff without being like a real. Yes, you don't want to do Roy Kent as the coach. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I um, but I just don't know that I want that. But then again, I, I didn't know that I wanted this show at the beginning either. So it's the truth. I don't know that I want anything until I have it in front of me. Right, who who asked for better call Saul? And yeah. some people say it's better than Breaking Bad. I hear that a lot. So, you know, so it just sometimes it happens. Right, Frazier. I love me some Frazier, bro. Who would have thought that Frazier <laughs> Right? You pick all the people on Cheers. Frazier's gonna have a hit show. What the fuck? <laughs> oh man, that's good shit. Oh baby, Joe. I think it's time for the meat and potatoes now. Oh man, this is exciting! Ooh, I'm excited. Mm-mm-mm. The big release this week: Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh baby, Joe, what's that IMDb say, baby? You know, it's funny you ask because I do have it. <laughs> I I figured Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse, where he encounters a team of spider people. Charged with protecting its very existence. When heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. Mm, Interesting. It's the basic plot without really getting into anything. It doesn't really give you much there. But, okay, I'm interested. And I loved part one. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, bro. So we had Into the Spider-Verse was part one, right? Yes. And that's five years ago now. So five years later, but only one year in storyline-wise, mm. we're back <laughs> with these spider people. And this opened to $120 million at the box office domestically. Crazy. What happened Big to superhero money. fatigue? Does it count if it's a cartoon? Doesn't count if it's a cartoon. <laughs> So good. Boy, I, right off the bat, I have to say, uh, just the animation in this movie. I don't think I've ever seen anything prettier or more amazing in my life. This movie is just insane to look at. Everything, there's always something going on on that screen. Amazing. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm glad it's the first thing you mentioned, because it's the first thing I was going to mention. Normally, normally, I want my things to look crisp and fresh sure. and perfect and this is kind of that comic booky gritty type comic thing. Book. so it's not what i normally want out of anything yet it 
the tone of this movie, the theming that they're giving you, there are scenes in this movie that like everything is done wonderfully. The animation is incredible. And the sets and the backgrounds that, that they're giving you in this film, man, what a fucking beautiful movie just to look at. Crazy. There's one scene in particular that I loved where Miles and Gwen are sitting yep. upside down, like underneath Looking a piece of a skyscraper, and you mm-hmm. have the like the New York City skyline in the background upside. It's just it's picturesque. Like you could hang that in a someone's house and be like someone walk in and be like, wow, that's really fucking pretty. Oh yes. It what right off the bat. The the movie starts where we get uh Spider Gwen's origin and just the way that's all done is just like I was just like wow this is this is crazy. We get a recap from Gwen, which sure. I thought was really good because I think more Marvel movies could use this. Sure. Because Marvel is basically putting a lot of pressure on everyone that you're gonna watch every movie yes. and every Disney Plus show and every short and every YouTube, you know, commercial or whatever. They're expecting you to know everything about everything going in the door. That way you can appreciate every little Easter egg. And what this movie does, and it's what the Raimi Spider-Man movie uh, did as well. This gives you a recap at the beginning, but it's giving it to you from Gwen's perspective, which I thought was interesting because she's telling you Miles' story. And you're not just hearing it from Miles. Now you're getting it from Gwen telling you how she sees Miles. And I'm like, this is a really cool thing because even if I don't think you needed to see the first movie to come into this one and be entertained, but she's telling you, hey, here's the gist of it in case you missed it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like 20 minutes before we get Miles on this screen. Like, it's just straight up her origin, which is great. Uh, I'm a fan of Spider-Gwen. I was going to say, I was super into it, too. Yeah. Like you were saying before with your horror movie where – we didn't even get like the title scene, yeah. like until yeah. like we got like this whole Gwen intro, and then it hits like the title, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they didn't do that yet." Yeah, it's great. Uh, I'm a fan of Spider Gwen. Now she's Ghost Spider. They renamed her because obviously you can't go around. Hey, I'm Spider Gwen. Hey, Gwen, huh? So yeah, I know a lot of Gwens. <laughs> so, uh, but I've read those comics and seeing it uh, come to life on the screen. That's what her comics look like with that blue palette and the pinks. And to see it on screen, like, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is so fucking cool to see this translated exact. Like, like it's, it's everything you would have hoped it to be. Yes. When you yes. picture it, like, this is how I picture yep. it. When I read it, I was like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm like, I'm like, this is, I remember holding this comic, looking at this with Peter Parker as the lizard. Like, it's it's the story. It was great. Right off the, right off the bat, I'm like, I'm in. 20 minutes, I'm fucking, I'm already like, this is the best thing I've seen all year. Let's go. So the, the big thing in this movie, once again, we're back into the Spider-Verse. Um, it's being handled by Spider-Man 2099, who is yes. Miguel O'Hara. And I, to me, he reminded me of The Watcher from that Marvel What If show. What If, yeah. You know, he's the guy who who's seeing everything and trying to, you know, pull some strings here and there. But trying to keep out, but trying to make sure everything just stays together, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. And by proxy, he's the bad guy here. Technically, yes, he is. <laughs> it is. He's There's two bad guys, and, you know, even though one's causing havoc, it seems like this one, 
this guy is going to be the real bad guy of the story. Here. So what he's doing is basically monitoring all the spider people of the multiverses and making sure that nothing happens to impact their realms in negative terms because he's seen it happen. And where did he see it happen? Because he fucking did it himself. He had his own little piece where he lost his family and he tries to take the place of another Spider-Man in another multiverse, in another universe, and he ends up destroying the whole universe. And now he wants to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And we have things, and I love this little bit of it. We have what's called canon events in every yes. universe of the Spider-Man. There are they are events that happen that make this person a spider person so like in regular the peter parker universe that we are accustomed to it would be like the murder uncle of ben. uncle ben yeah like uncle that ben. if that never happens does peter parker ever become spider-man mm -hmm. and you cannot fuck up the timeline of these canon events otherwise it destroys the whole timeline i thought that was really good no that's a great way to do that i did i love that i thought that was i was like this is when they were saying i was like i love it everyone's got to go through the same shit for spider-man and it's sad. It's sad it in a sad. big way because now you're saying there's no free will. Like Spider-Man sure. at no at no point can Peter Parker save Uncle Ben. Yes, he has he, to die. He Uncle Ben has to die. And in this movie, there's a situation with an Indian Spider-Man where Miles okay. has crossed over timelines and he saves like the police chief of that timeline where it becomes a can an event fail and they have to call in like all the spider people of the multiverse to try to fix this timeline before it goes bye-bye because the canon event fucked up now fucked and up. we get this whole conversation about how in every timeline there's a special police chief who must die and spider gwen's father obviously the police chief yeah. In this timeline, we get Miles' father is about to be promoted to police chief. Uh -oh. So when you start connecting those dots, you're like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck is going on here? So it's it's very sad. And it creates a layer of empathy you have for these characters that maybe you weren't feeling to an extent. But it really puts it over the limit with, like, making you care more about these characters. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. I love it. It's the same idea, right? When Loki, when uh, Kang is telling you how every every timeline has events to do that to go through. So I loved it. Um, I'm trying to think what what stood out. Is there something that did you have a favorite fight scene that stood out? Because there was a couple that because everything is different. Everything is shot differently. The characters all look different, and everything plays off of the environment. And so. I'm trying to think what if I had to pick one, it, it might be him escaping all the Spider-Man, of course, right? Because that's just I mean, yeah, awesome. But that Indian scene, the Indian Spider-Man stuff is a lot of fun. That whole setting, I just oh, I just love this. That, that scene was great because it's a familiar scene done completely differently, yeah. right? So, so it's good. it's what you and you know what what has to happen because as basic Spider-Man fans, we've seen this play out. In how many retellings, you know? Yes. And then to see where Gwen is getting it on like her super secret spider watch saying canon <laughs> event incoming, canon event incoming. And Miles messes it up. But like you don't know, like you think he did good. He saved this police chief and this little girl there. 
you're like, oh man, okay, Miles made it out, and you're like, and then it's like, no, you fucked up, dude. <laughs> and then you find out Gwen was more concerned with saving the canon event than really yes. Miles at that point. She was doing both, bro. She was doing both. Unbelievable. How do you feel about the uh, the cliffhanger ending? That's that's got people talking online. <laughs> so I I didn't check to see how long this movie was. It felt a little long. Two fifteen. Okay, it was that, about that. Um, I knew I had been in the theater for a while at this point, but at the same time, I wasn't ready to go. Sure, you were into you were into I'm what's happening. Completely yeah. invested in what's happening yeah. with this movie. And not just in the action stuff either. Miles Morales has been such a good built the way they've built him up in these two movies now, where I know uh, this much, like very little about Miles Morales before these movies. And now I care very much about Miles Morales, and that's a tribute to the writing staff and the design teams and everyone involved in these movies for how, how good I think they've been. Um, and all of a sudden I'm like, I know this movie's been going on a while, but it feels like we're not, yeah, no, like we got a long way to go. And then it just kind of cuts out of nowhere and it's to be continued. And it's very, it's very strange, man, because listen, cliffhangers are a part of movies, yes, right? It's happened. Yes. But to do it in such a, kind of a blunt way it feels like i got shortchanged on this movie to an extent where if you say something like empire strikes back empire strikes back leaves you on a cliffhanger but i feel like you still finished that theme of the story within that movie you know what i mean and here i feel like no, like you didn't you didn't finish this. Like you could have left me with a cliffhanger and that's fine. But I feel like they left this like with the page ripped out at the end or something. I could get that. Yes, it's an abrupt ending. Stuff is going down. So like, oh shit. And then it just ends. I didn't mind it because I know it's a two-parter because I have that in my head. Like I know that when they first announced it, this was called part one across the Spider-Verse part one. And then they decided to not do that. Same thing with Avengers, how they decided to rename it and just do Infinity War Endgame instead of part one, part two. I don't know if people don't like to see part one, part two or something. And uh, I feel that hurts it. Just like we talked about, right? Fast X. We know, right? It's a trilogy of movies. But I think most people don't know that. And the movie just fucking ends. Like I didn't know that shit. about this one. Right? It's like so I'm sitting there and I'm going, <laughs> yeah. how much longer can this possibly go? And then like Gwen like rises to her feet and has yeah. like this hero moment, like where it's like, okay, here, here it's we go, go, Gwen. Down. Let's yeah. fucking go. And it's like to be continued. It's what? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel that that definitely contributes because people are not they don't expect it. You come to a movie, you expect to see an ending. So especially if they don't let you know, you know, we accepted an Infinity War. We knew there was another one coming. Yeah. So that's why you're like, oh, shit, this this is just boom. But I, it's cool because, again, I, I like that. I don't mind the cliffhanger. I think you should do it once in a while. Draw some interest. Now everyone's going to be talking. Oh, my God, I can't wait to see how this, you know. My thing with a cliffhanger in a movie setting, like it's not like this is a series where I just get the next episode next week. You know what I mean? I now the part three of this is coming out in March, so not quite a year, 
Yeah. But that's still a wait. Like, I want to see this now. I want my toy now. <laughs> and I think it's bullshit that I have to wait. It is, but would you say, do you want a four-hour movie? I mean, I wouldn't mind four hours, but, you know, it's a long time. 215 is long. You know, this is a kid's movie. Well, like, it, it, we I love know. it. it but... is, I know, I know, I know. It is a like, kid's movie. This is movie. rough. It's just I was so into this man, like I really was. I'm invested. I even the I think stuff there's, with... there's enough going on that I think that that's why the two fifteen works for a kid movie. If there was a lot of downtime, you can't do this. But there's always something going on that I think a little kid will be like, oh, just maybe staring off at something, you know, not exactly fully paying attention, and they're like, oh, look at that Spider Man in the corner doing something. Even the stuff with Spot, who's like. And they even joke about it, right? He's like, oh, it's just some villain of the week. Yeah. You know? Even like that stuff ends up being good because the fight scene you get with them, it's pretty creative with the way he's got to punch yes. through all the holes and everything going on around it. And, you know, Spider-Man making an empanada in the middle of it just because he's not taking this guy seriously. Like uh... all that stuff works for me. And I'm like super invested in this. Everyone's trying to do fucking multiverse everything right now. And this is... 150% the best use of the multiverse oh. going right now. And it's not even fucking close. Doctor Strange doesn't add up to this. Everybody else trying to do this kind of shit, it's not on this level. Spider-Man is getting it right. And it's crazy because all we've done is shit on Sony for the way they utilize their Marvel uh, licenses yeah. in the past outside of those first two Spider-Man movies. Like now, like we've gotten this killer, ama- you know, I-, I almost said amazing Spider-Man, even though well, it's mm-hmm. not. Eh, no terms. <laughs> uh, and like they're killing it. They absolutely killing it from every just from a filmmaking perspective, from a script perspective. The voice actors are great in every Sounds role. Good. I love the relationship, even that they've built with Miles and his parents. I think his parents yes. are like these great, great. side characters. I, I just, and then you, to be like halted, like just thrown up with a stop sign right in front of your face with to be continued on it was like, oh, crushing. Oh, man. Oh, I just forgot I was going to ask you something. What, uh, oh, the, um, what do you think of some of the cameos? We got a, a scene where Spot hangs out with the Korean lady at the store that Venom yeah, goes from to. Venom, right? That <laughs> That's one, cool. I don't know how many people got that. In my theater, it didn't seem like a lot. Sure. But I also went to a very early morning uh, showing, so it's not like I had a packed theater. I popped for it. Like, I recognized it right away. I loved it. I thought that was, was great. And I think this movie, in the way that they do utilize the live action scenes that they do, yeah. And mix it with the animation is probably the most fluid way we've seen that work since Roger Rabbit. Like sometimes it looks it looks really clumsy and stuff, and this just kind of really made sense and flowed and looked good. Did you have a, a favorite Spider Man cameo? Would you have a favorite Spider Man thing? I mean, I'm a I'm an OG Spider Man guy, you know, like you know Peter Parker, Queens, all that. So when the guy from New Girls, Spider-Man, you know, just your basic Peter Parker. But I will say Spider-Punk, I thought was hilarious. And the way they animated him, where it looks like he was just ripped out of a magazine. A page, like a piece of paper. 
So it's Crazy. like he's got this border around him. Like he was like cut from a punk rock poster. And I was like, this is really cool. Really cool. I my favorite was Lego Spider Man. Lego Spider Man was hysterical out of nowhere with the Lego Jonah Jameson. Yeah, the Lego just, Daily Bugle. <laughs> so good, and I love that this guy is the voice. He's just like that character now. Jay From Jonah now on, it doesn't matter he's what just version. No one. It's, it's just he, whenever there is J Jonah Jameson, there will I love be. It. Uh, I can't even think of his name right now. I'm forgetting his name right now. I know. You know. <laughs> J.K. Simmons. There J.K. Simmons, yes. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Let me hit some music here, Joe. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you our man? All right, Joe. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Where does this fall on your main man standards? I love it, man. I Listen, I love this movie. I walked in excited for it. I walked out saying, man, this was worth my time. And what more can I ask for? I will say it's not going to get my highest grade because it's not a complete story. I get it. So I am docking points until further notice because I still got to wait to see the end of the story. It's kind of like how I felt with Matrix Part 2 when they they did that original Matrix trilogy. With Part 2, I didn't necessarily hate it at the time, but it felt like a transitional piece. And I'm like, everything in this movie depends on how good the finale is. And well, <laughs> so needless to say, that does not get a high grade nowadays. This movie, however, just has so much more to it, so much more substance, so much more goodness. There's nothing about this movie that I didn't like, except for the incomplete at the end. So I'm gonna go quadruple main man, four stars. I'm there with you, I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, I'm already planning on seeing it again. Uh, my schedule was all crazy this week, so I actually ran and saw this by myself. So now I got to I gotta take the missus because she's got to see some miles. Too, she know? missed out. No, it's a chance for me to see it again. Come on, baby. <laughs> so I'll definitely check this out again. I can't wait. I saw it in IMAX. Uh, it was just crazy to see yeah. in that big, giant screen. It was, wow, amazing. See, truly, I saw regular two D, and I'm I've been thinking about maybe going to three D now. You know, that's not a bad idea. That that might be something I think of because I think that would be something. You know, you, you might have uh, persuaded me to check this out in three D now. Look at you. I'm a man <laughs> with thoughts. <laughs> oh, so that's uh, that's it. We love the movie. Can't wait for the second part where Joe will give it the five once he sees the final version of this story. I'm sure. I can't wait. I mean, bro, this already like the best trilogy, and part three is not even out yet. Like, they really got to fucking fumble this bag for this not to you know, be my favorite trilogy of all time. Like, what is your what is your current favorite trilogy? Um, I mean, I guess like Lord of the Rings, but you know, I'm a big uh Planet of the Apes guy. These these new ones that came out in the 2010s. This came up recently in a group I'm in. 
uh, about favorite trilogies of all time. And someone came in and said, uh, you guys are going to think I'm nuts, but the semi-recent Planet of the Apes trilogy. I and really love those over movies. Big, and I was like, you know, I've never seen them. They're great. I've never seen any of them. And I was like, you know what? I just, I've never seen them, but I know when they came out, everybody loved them. Yeah. It was big. So it's not something that you hear a lot mentioned in that kind oh, of scope. Def- no one ever talks about those. Those movies were big. They made so much money. Like they they were huge. And they just like forgotten the time. Like I just like it's like this thing that no one talks about. It's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Like that's crazy. There's a lot of movies like that. We're like, man, this movie was the best. And just nobody. It's that damn superheroes, Joe. That's all anyone yep, talks really- about. For me, I'm gonna Toy Story. For me, Toy Story Toy one through three. But there's a fourth one. How can happen. you say it's a trilogy if they made a four? They're gonna make a five, I think they said. Yes, they are. But I one through three to me it's is great. where it shut off. Uh, did I see four? <laughs> yes. Was it necessary? No. Was it horrible? Also, no. But one fine. through three, I I really liked part one, and then I loved part two. And then part three to me just capped it off, and I was a great. I couldn't off. have been happier. It sent me through all the feels. I've talked about this innumerable times at this point. How I felt at the end of Toy Story three, and to, so that's my gold standard. But when you say they got to really fuck up part three of this uh, Spider Verse movie to not be on that level, you ain't wrong. Yeah, bro. It's These two movies crazy. have been great. So good, my goodness! Uh, the first one is the last movie I bought on on physical media. I bought a 4K when it first came out. So I'm like, I gotta have this movie if anything happens, you know, disappears off of Netflix, some shit like that. Oh man! All right, Joe. So uh, I have we got a little dilemma here for yeah, next we week. So I was thinking we're gonna spin the wheel, right? Okay. But I mean, there is a movie that might interest us and might interest our, our passengers. Uh, the big movie this week is the new Transformers movies. So, yeah. uh, you know, these are these haven't been the best movies, no. but uh, it's kind of like a reboot here. And we're getting like Beast Wars, which yeah. is like a very specific era of Transformers. And I don't know if that if we should be we should be checking this out, right? I don't know. What do you think? I I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm one I'm foot in, I'm, one I'm foot out. About it. Like, I'm I not might, a Beast Wars you know, guy. I'm that's a, after us. That's, that's, that's your brother, right? That's your brother's shit. Even my brother's a G1 Transformers guy, though. But mm-hmm. like he follows Transformers is his thing. His thing. So I'm sure he'll see it. But I've never been a Beast Wars guy. And when Netflix did their reboot Transformers cartoon. Oh, yeah. The last part of it included a bunch of Beast Wars stuff, which I knew nothing about. So to me, seeing those characters was literally the first time. Um, for a movie, I guess we could go see it. Mm, that sounds like a no. I think we're gonna spin a wheel. I and mean, maybe we see it, maybe we don't. How maybe about we, we do see that? it? How about that? We'll spin the wheel. Everyone will do a watch at home. And then maybe we will go see this Transformers movie. Sure. Because I got to check the schedule. I'm not going to make myself crazy to go see Transformers Beast Wars. Oh, you'll go see Spider-Man again in 3D, but you're not going to go see right, Optimus Primal? <laughs> that gorilla's crazy looking, bro. 
as Optimus Primal. I can't wait. We'll see. I, you know, I, I'm sure I mean, it if sounds I see, like you can wait. I, but if I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see a gorilla robot fuck some shit. Up. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I like that. But you know, it's the I, other stuff. The last mm, bunch of Transformers movies have not been good. Technically, the last Transformer movie was Bumblebee, right? And that one, I liked. It was okay. It was good. I thought it was a good time. The first 15 minutes of that movie were unreal. Like the old stuff on Cybertron, <laughs> yes. seeing cool. the G1. I'm like, holy shit, what is happening right now? This is great. And then it just becomes this story about this annoying girl. And her- oh, we love Kate Bishop and Spider Gwen. Come on, I guess yeah, she is the voice of Spider Gwen. Yeah, come on, we love Haley Seinfeld. <laughs> oh my god, it just oh. that first couple minutes and like that's what I want a Transformers movie to be. That's what I want, and they're not giving it to me. Never, you ain't gonna get that shit. No. <laughs> All right, so let's spin a wheel, baby. Let's All put right. this wheel up and let's see what we got here. Let's spin it. Not Superman. Not Superman. Oh, that was close. Okay. All right. This is a good one, Joe. What the fuck is this? (laughs) The wheel has landed on. What is this? The Incredible Hulk Returns, the 1988 movie. This is on Tubi. It stars Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno. Um, I believe this Wait, has... Is he returning from the original series? I believe so, yeah. I believe like this like the first movie like in a long time, like something like that. Like That's what it was. Just like It was like a couple years they haven't done anything, and now the Hulk is back. I believe that's what it is. And I believe this is the movie that has Thor. Thor is in this movie. So, like the character Thor? Or- yes, for real. The real character of Thor. When uh, how familiar were you with Thor before this MCU? Uh, I knew it. I read a couple of things, but I never knew like anything really. I just knew his hammer, the rainbow bridge, like the basics. I didn't even know that. My whole knowledge of Thor came because of the movie Adventures in Babysitting. Babysitting Club, yeah. Where the the one girl dresses up as Thor, and then like yeah. I remember a guy gets the mechanic like, uh, stabbed on the subway, like he something. drops a knife like through the guy's <laughs> shoe, so he ends up in the hospital because the knife cut into his toe or something. But yeah, that's that's my entire knowledge of Thor around 1988 when this movie came out. But see, I've yeah. seen this movie before, so this also helps with my knowledge of okay. Thor. So I was a big Incredible Hulk TV guy. Me and my mom we used to watch that shit all the time. We loved that shit. Never watched it. Dun, 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 dun. That sad music. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite dun, dun, dun. thing. I loved it. The Hulk will return. Like I feel dun, like dun. it was already. A meme at that point, like if a meme existed at the end sure. of the, like Sad Hulk, because it was something you would see family in guy. cartoons family like guy, for years. Jokes yeah. Of it. yeah, so I'm excited. Oh, baby, that's fine. I I separated that wheel. I shuffled it, and it still landed on the the two Hulks together. We almost saw the 2003 Hulk. I've been dying to rewatch that one. I hope it lands on there. Is that Eric Banner? <laughs> that's the Eric Banner one. Yeah, I haven't seen so, that one in forever. That one. <laughs> I believe the it premiered the same night as Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix came out. Oh, the, the actual really? Book. So I went from watching the Hulk 
to then, lining up for a book then, at midnight. Then, yeah, then going to Barnes and Noble <laughs> for a midnight release of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. What a fucking nerd. Don't ever let anyone tell you that Joseph is not a nerd. I'm not. Because listen. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm the Colossus of Cool. Oh, waiting for Harry Potter books. <laughs> because a couple years after that, when the Half-Blood Prince came out, mm. now you guys are going to think I'm really cool. Hold on. This is a good story. I'm online to go get Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Book six out of seven, right? Ooh, Hype. Yes. I'm by myself, so I'm on my cellular communication device. Just calling my friends. Like, who could keep me, who could keep me entertained while I wait for a while on this line? And there's this very pretty older woman online in front of me and i'm just on the phone with people and i she keeps like turning around turning around and i guess like i guess i'm kind of rude because i'm on the phone i'm on like a line whatever sure. but like what else am i supposed to do this was like before texting was like really i mean tech people texted but it was pain in the ass we didn't have keyboards on our phones yeah, no. so finally i hang up the phone and the second she hears me hang up she turns around and she goes Hey, who do you think the Half Blood Prince is? And we we got to talking. Turns out, like she was there for herself. She was divorced, and her kids were home sleeping. And immediately after getting the book, we went back to her place and had coffee and sex, and it was great. <laughs> and uh, I'm not a nerd because Harry Potter got me fucking laid. You fucking jackals. So shut the fuck up. How about that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Harry Potter got me laid. God bless. Uh, <laughs> damn right, Harry Potter. <laughs> Joe, let's, uh, let's wrap this episode up. <laughs> let's do it. It's now time for the big finish. All right, Joe, it's big finish time. Let's spin this wheel. It's a good one. Today's big finish, folks. Avril Lavigne songs. Oh, baby. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, hey, you, you. I don't like your girlfriend. No way. No. <laughs> Number one. Yeah? Love it. That's, and it was, wow. it was also my, it was my entrance theme when I won my first or second ever title belt was the UCCW North American Championship. I, love it. I was the champion of all of North America. I believe it. You deserve it. Let's see. Let me pull up Avril so I can double check here. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to choose from. How about give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. <laughs> oh, what a terrible cover. That's a callback, people. <laughs> You're not gonna pick Skater Boy? I'm not probably pick Skater Boy. Yeah, Skater that's how you Boy, do. I'm with you. Maybe my happy ending. 
Mm. That's a good one. She got some. She got a new song on the radio. That's not bad. I'm a mess. That's a good song. You've heard it's it. Okay. I like it. Oh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. My completed list. Um, girlfriend. My happy ending. And what the hell? Nobody's home. I do like that one. That's a good one too. Be there, maybe number four. Hmm. Yeah, happy ending. Uh, I'm with you, and uh, we'll go skater boy. And on the cusp, there would be uh, nobody's home there. All right, yeah, that's good. I like that list. That's a good list. That's a good list. And honorable mention give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Hey, Joe, let's get out of here. Oh, thank you guys for listening. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. Leave some comments on the YouTube page. Make sure to follow us on all the social media at Cardjomez or Facebook.com slash Cardjomez. You can follow all my personal stuff at The Joe Shoes, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes to get one of these Captain's Log t-shirts. Don't forget about YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes and FWF. If you haven't watched it already, you can download it now. $9.99 on the premier streaming network to see that tag team title match. Me and Brian Myers against the team of VSK and the son of the sun, Leo Sparrow. I'm the Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter. Check out that Twitch stream. You never know when I'm going to jump on there. Twitch.tv slash MezMovie, baby. Oh, so much good stuff. Action-packed episode, Gomez. Don't forget, we got the 30 for 30 coming up as well for next week. The next one coming up, Once Upon a Time in Anaheim. That's right. Where the movie franchise led into the NHL franchise. Oh, I got to write that down so I remember to watch that. Definitely we'll talk about that next week. Along Uh, with uh, the return of the Incredible Hulk. 1988, this is on Tubi, folks. Free for everyone. Love Tubi. Enjoy it. And maybe we'll see Transformers. We'll see. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, But with all that said, Gomez, why don't we make like Tom and Cruz? Peace.